sacred rituals, and a cosmic community to enchant your mystical life. This podcast feels like soulful conversations by the fire and under the desert stars, as if you are hanging with your best friends, talking about purpose, the cosmos, and the divine journey we are all on. My name is Anna Alic, and this is the Topanga Moon Podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Topanga Moon Podcast. Your moon-loving, soul-loving, desert-inspired, cosmic-curious place. If you're new to this space, so happy you're here. So glad for you to join us on this journey, on this mystical journey. I just... I'm just so in high spirits today because it's just like really beautiful weather out and I'm just loving this, these sunny days, these warm days. I just spent the last uh, couple days with my friends and we went for hikes and we had a picnic yesterday. We went to go see my friend's new house which is in the country it was a beautiful country drive to get to her place and we spent time with her baby and it was just like the most soul-filled beautiful incredible day wonderful weather hanging out barbecues just being in nature with your best friends and it's so life-giving and amazing so I hope you're all doing that as well it's been really 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 nice to to just be doing that right now and I feel like that's what the summer is going to be about and I don't know if anyone else is in Canada but you know that when like this the end of May and beginning of June is just like okay let's go we're going to be outside all my work is going to be outside it's it's amazing. I'm going to start, uh, I'm going to learn how to garden <laughs> this summer. So that'll be interesting. I've never really attempted it before, but yeah, you might see some, some clips of me try <laughs> learning how to garden this summer, <laughs> make my own food. It's going to be a journey for sure. So we have a beautiful podcast episode for you today. I have an interview with the amazing mystic Kathy Crabb. She is an artist. She's a soul reader. She has created various different oracle card decks. She reads past lives. So many incredible things. She creates her own art and has been an artist her whole life. We get into her whole journey. What led her to California uh, from Canada and her whole beautiful incredible spiritual driven connection with her husband um their beautiful land in california and she gets into how she created her first oracle deck and that moment where it really opened up this new portal for her for 
getting into the spiritual space and, and offerings and she'll tell you about the lefty oracle deck that she made and how that really started um, sparked a new avenue for her for her creations combining the spiritual and the artistic side we talk about past lives and um, north nodes south nodes astrology why intuition is so imperative and so important and how she used that in an empowering way we just talk about her life journey and all the lessons that she's learned in this space uh, we get into her soul readings, what it entails, what it's like to do a soul reading, and this really cool story about how she studied in this space, and I'll let you listen for that because it's so interesting and beautiful. I love this conversation. It's just really feels like two friends hanging out and talking about the universe <laughs> together my favorite kind of conversation we also talk about fairies and all kinds of we get into all kinds of beautiful mystical things on this episode and her incredible property in california and also the thousand islands we get into that as well and our connection between the two so yeah i hope you enjoy this beautiful episode with kathy crabb and I hope you're enjoying the weather out there today. Get outside, go into that sunshine, get that vitamin D. <laughs> Have a beautiful day, guys. All right. So welcome to Topanga Moon Podcast. I'm here with Kathy Crabb. She is an artist, soul reader, oracle deck creator, all around beautiful mystic. And I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today to talk all things metaphysical. <laughs> yeah, excited to be here. Thank you. Beautiful. Um, okay, so let's dive right in. I am so excited to hear about your journey and your spiritual awakening. What brought you to this work that you're doing currently? The different, you know, breadcrumbs along the way that brought you to this point, and also. What called you to California? Because <laughs> I know you didn't originally grow up there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, I guess I, going back to when I was younger, as most of the mystical people that I've ever read about, um, they were always into fairies and, you know, fantasy and nature. So I, I was the same. And I just... A lot of people may grow out of that sort of thing, but I, mm -hmm. I, I stuck with it. And I think I, like I drew to me friends that really like encouraged me and um, helped me, you know, dive deeper into things that I was sort of naturally into, but they were really there like support. So I mm -hmm. feel like friends were just a huge part of my journey. Was this when you were very young as well? Um, I'd say more when I was uh, a little bit older in my like late teens and mm -hmm. in my 20s. Okay, beautiful. Um, yeah, like goddess culture. Um, I, I guess goddess paganism was mm -hmm. really, I just dove in. But I, I mean, astrology was always just there. That was always kind of my thing, astrology. Yeah. Um, 
And what's your oh, astrological sign yeah. before we get into it? Virgo. <laughs> You're a Virgo. You're a Virgo. In a, a sixth a house Virgo. So that's like a Virgo in the Virgo house. Mm-hmm. What about yourself? Gemini. I'm a Gemini sun, Gemini moon, and Libra rising. Okay. That's all air. That's all, all air. So perfect for your, your uh, podcast. Perfect for podcasting. Yep. <laughs> you know your north node? Um, yes, it's Taurus. Okay. No, so sorry. Taurus. Is it Taurus? Yeah. Taurus, north node. Scorpio, Taurus. south node, which is... Okay. Yeah. Past lives. Yep. Yeah, which yeah. is intense. I've read a little bit about the Scorpio north node, or sorry, south node. And yeah. from what I've heard, it's kind of like the death, the rebirth, um, very esoteric, would it be? Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, Scorpio, the intense, passionate, yeah. uh, you know, mystic. So all that would be your sort of milieu, what you what yeah. you know, been there, done that. Totally. That makes so much sense because it feels like I've always had this in me, this kind of spiritual connection. It just never was something I had to learn. It was something I'm always interested in learning. But the right. Taurus North Node, which is so interesting as an all-air person, because it's yeah. finding ways to ground that. And I, that's where I'm like working towards or struggling <laughs> Yeah, because my, that's, yeah, lessons are all there. Yeah, and my soul really just wants to like hunker down somewhere and create a beautiful home, but my but my airy mind is like, but I want to go here and I want to do this and I want to, you know, that hence the podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that you connect with the world, you know, yep. but you're yep. still able to ground into that energy and be practical with it and build your business, which yeah. is very touristy. Yeah. So I used to think I had a, like, I, I used a different house system. Like you can use different systems for your astrology chart. Okay. You know, whichever one resonates with you. So originally my North node was the same. It was in um, the Scorpio Taurus, same as yours. Yeah. But then I did a different house system and it ended up being double Gemini. Oh, okay. Gemini house. So I thought, you know, I think that's, better for my north node I think that's Mm. more suitable so now I learned all about your your particular one because I thought it was mine but now I'm just doing the double Gemini and so that seems to be fitting a little better beautiful so when you were studying all of the astrology you grew up in Kingston in Ontario right yeah actually I was born in Kingston but I grew up in Belleville which is okay not too far away yeah. Yes. And then I came back to Kingston to go to school and, you know, get a degree in art history. And then I went to get a diploma in graphic design. Um, oh, amazing. Yeah. Within a week of graduating all of that, um, I was in California. And then a week later or a couple of days later, I got engaged <laughs> to someone that I had, I had only known face to face a week. But what? we had written letters. This was back when letters, you, there was no emails. <laughs> we had actually written letters for a year. Wow. And, um, uh, a year later, I went down there after graduating, one week after graduating. And then we, we actually en- ended up getting engaged like two days later. 
And then now we've been married like 27 years. <laughs> wow. That's but, incredible. Yeah. And that was a whole psychic story because the night I went out, I knew I was going to meet this person. I knew I was going to meet someone like really important. And I also knew that I wasn't going to have to do anything. Like I was going to be the quiet one, which yeah. in Kingston, if you know Kingston, that's never the case. Like the men in Kingston, you always have to, you know, introduce yourself. It's just you're very sort of shy in a way. Yeah. So, but I was guided that I was not to say anything. I was just to be wow. quiet and that person was going to introduce themselves to me. And so that was the Californian. That's why I ended up moving to California um, because of that person who is from here. Wow. Okay. So you, so you first met here. I met in Kingston. We met in Kingston. We met in, you met in he Kingston. Was, yeah, he was in Kingston. He was just like visiting Kingston? Well, he was there for the, the, the Cork Regatta, the Canadian Olympic Regatta in Kingston. Wow. And he was sailing in that. Um, and I actually, that week that Cork was in happening, I actually had this feeling I was going to meet a sailor. And uh, oh. on top, Knowing that night I went out, I knew I was going to meet someone, but I actually told all my friends, <laughs> I know I'm going to meet someone who's a sailor this week. Um, and that turned out to be him. And then later I found out, this is part of the weird part of the story, but yeah. um, because I'm adopted, um, I found out that my birth grandfather was there. He, he had started Cork. He was one of the people who had started it. And he was there as a judge. And he's fine wow. as my husband. He sailed the same boat in the Olympics as my husband was sailing in the Olympic trials. They're both Scorpios married to Virgos. My grandma was also a Virgo, like me and my husband, Scorpio Virgo. So that was the whole psychic part of. That's so kismet. It's like, it feels like just beautiful and otherworldly and planned and yeah. so incredible. Wow. I guess that's like the psychic part of what I do. Um, I mean, I, I worked with dreams, but then mm -hmm. that was like, for me, that was a real sort of part of the dreams involved in that too. Yeah. But so yeah, dreams sort of knowing this feeling of knowing, um, trusting my intuition. Um, and, and also at that point I, I kind of had to tone out my friends um, because <laughs> because if I I um, I had a tendency, you know, to asking friends always for advice, advice what to do. But when you when you you know that's the the, the power of intuition, listening to your oh, own nice. self, and you know you are your best guide mm -hmm. um, when it comes yeah. down to it. So. Yeah, yeah I, I always think of this quote, I'm going to paraphrase because I am not going to say it correctly, but it's, you can't ask directions to someone who's never been to where you're going. Oh, yeah. And that makes me think of, you know, your internal guidance system has directions to where your life plan is supposed to be. And it yeah. will probably not make sense to other people. And that's why that strong connection to intuition and your own guidance and really like tuning out 
you know, the noise of everybody else because they come with their own fears, their own perceptions, their own sense of reality, their own experiences. And, you know, no one can really know what's in your heart or what feels right for you. Yeah, exactly. Even with giving readings, you know, there's empowering readings and there's disempowering readings. Mm -hmm. And sure that if any of us listening are tuned in intuitively, we know exactly what that means. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if someone just tells you what to do, (laughs) that's sort of disempowering. Um, Because like, I just feel that readings are about helping you tune into what you already know. And also, you know, guiding you to become even stronger and, you know, build your own sense of trust in your own intuition but that's why you have to listen to yourself in a reading it's like whatever you get just you know take what's what resonates and the rest uh, maybe put on hold come back to in a year meditate upon it you know so beautiful how did you develop your own intuitive knowings and start to um, really um, hone in on that intuitive experience. Uh, I well, the dreams, as I mentioned, I always yeah. had a dream journal. So um, since I was thirteen, I mean, I have my dreams recorded from wow. that age. So, yeah, I think that's for everyone that asks that, that asks that question. I always recommend the dreaming if you're just starting out to at least try to write down some of your dreams. And um, so I guess that's probably how I started too, just like learning to sort of differentiate which dreams are the really uh, significant ones. Mm-hmm. And, and then looking back over years and years and seeing, you know, what happened with those dreams and which ones were significant and kind of learning to figure out um, which ones to like, what, what, uh, you know, to trust your own sense with, with your dreams, which ones are real and and important. So Mm -hmm. I, yeah, it was, I think that's pretty much how I started just like a lot of the people that I talked to, um, I mean, I don't, I, because I'm adopted, I don't have that. Uh, I don't have like the family that I grew up with that were mm. teaching me things like that. Um, yeah. I did find them all. And wow. <laughs> and I did find some, uh, a, my a grandmother, a birth grandmother who was very into all of this. And she went to the Edgar Casey Institute. He was wow. the big psychics from I think like the 1800s, 1900s, but he has an institute in the state. So she went there and uh, I guess she studied a bit. Um, so it was really, it was really fun to find that connection. That's really, that's really cool to see that kind of connection through your lineage yeah. um, and connect it all back. So beautiful. Yeah. I love that. Um, and yeah. I know part of your, your work, you are a soul reader in medium and you work with past lives. So I would love to hear a little bit about what goes into your soul readings. How did you develop your soul readings? And then I really want to get into past lives because 
something we have not talked about on the podcast yet. And I'm so intrigued by past lives. So yeah. Um, with the soul readings, um, like many of many, many of you who are listening, I would work with all the metaphysical tools, mm-hmm. like tarot and crystals and uh, all of that. Um, and astrology. And then um, I hit uh, a big astrological transit it happens at 40. And it's sort of a midlife transition time. And it involves the planet Uranus, Uranus opposition. So it's sort of like an awakening mm. to, it's like an electrical awakening in a way. So if for me, it was like a bit of a roller coaster. And I just felt like at that time that um, I was really just pushed into uh, this kind of work. Like I've been doing it for so long, but I hadn't, it it was more just for myself, um, Mm -hmm. maybe friends, but it just felt like it was the big push to just go further with that and really start offering that. Um, And then of course the teacher came along, which, um, I love groups and I love, I, I really like working energetically, like psychically, um, meditation in groups, because I just find the energy is really um, stronger mm-hmm. when yeah. there are people working that way. So I did find, I was invited into a, a group that was, uh, he was an English person from, uh, had moved here just recently was wanting to get to sort of build community. And so he started an English traditional healing circle, which is how he had learned in England. And it basically is a group that would meet every single week at the exact same time. And we would do uh, readings for each other. So we'd practice that way. And then we do mediumship, um, which is where one person would stand up in the middle and they would just see if they could connect with someone mm-hmm. who over and then get share that information with the group and a lot of strict rules like my teacher was a he was a bodybuilder he actually started a gym in ojai after leaving that area it's <laughs> so like this english dude with like uh you that know maybe scary for but also amazing <laughs> So it's kind of like a boot camp sensibility, <laughs> it's like, you know, like don't mediumship mess up. boot camp. <laughs> yeah, mediumship boot camp, which worked well, really well for me because I like I like that kind of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was able to just um, work within his rules. He had a lot of like, if in mediumship, you can't give the person who. Um, other people in the circle, they can't give you any information. You have to share all the information and get a yes or a no answer. Is this the right person? Uh, okay, cool. Lead the person. So you have to give like specific details about the person who's passed over enough so that someone mm-hmm. can say three pieces of information. Yes, that is um, the person. And then after you've got that person and who it who it's for then you're there's a message and the message had to be like a really insightful deep message not not something sort of weak like oh yeah you know (laughs) they really love you and which of course is true but it had to be like otherwise it'd be like nope 
that's not gonna work. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that was immediate. I just love that. Um, as soon as I got up there, and it's not, we didn't really get any instruction like how mm -hmm. this is going to come about or anything really. We just had to do it, and and I just immediately just dropped into it and just. I just started getting information um, and for me it was all like visuals a lot of mainly visuals about the person um, but also like uh, maybe a sense of how they died like if mm. maybe they throat or something I would like my throat would start to feel sort of um, congested or some like physical symptom um, and then also maybe sounds or even smells too so that was the mediumship part and wow. I loved it. Um, I, yeah, I, I loved that part of it uh, to me because that was, I had no idea that, that I could do that. I would had never experienced anything like that. It was completely new to me and it just sort of blew me away. I was, and it still does. I mean, I find mm. that just amazing to, to just to kind of know that. Yeah. It was such yeah. a good space for you to foster. And it's even just like, feels like such a remembrance for you just to be, as you were saying, like the information would just be flowing through you and there's no instruction, but your, your, your soul just knew what to do, which is yeah. such a cool experience. And you were just given that beautiful space to explore that and to yeah work with it and the boot camp style really really helped yeah and it was beautiful in that they prepared his wife was a, a famous sculptor from Ireland wow uh, and they would prepare food for all of us every time um so after our sessions we would all eat together and it and we were all like friends I invited some friends and it was a small group um so yeah that was I guess my training um, in those uh, readings and in the mediumship. Um, and then from there, I just, I had, um, also the other thing at that time is I, in, in the year 2000, I, I was, I'm an artist uh, yeah. from for, for forever. And so, so then drawing with my non-dominant um, intuitive left hand, mm -hmm a way to open up channels between the brain, the right and wow. left side of the brain. And the non-dominant is like the intuitive side. Um, so I, and then I ended up doing just that for five years. Like all my art was non-dominant. Wow. And I was that just like an intuitive ping that you said, I'm going to start working with my non-dominant hand. <laughs> um it probably was like yeah. like art you at us about art and spirituality it, yeah. to me they're very connected it's from the same mm -hmm. place yeah so I yeah that too. yeah so i just tried it and i kept doing it and then i created thousands of drawings of i call them the lefties and those i turned into my first oracle deck Amazing. So uh, I also did a lot of like I started an art group and a writing group in the town where I live and I did like sort of art performance stuff with the lefties where I would have people um, choose one and pose as that mm. lefty. Yeah. And I would snap a photo 
Polaroid. <laughs> and on the pol Polaroid, we have them come up with like a, a name for themselves and then write their name with their non-dominant hand. Wow. Um, so the lefties were like, I ended up on stage with Michelle Schacht, who I loved her song, When I Grow Up. When I grow, what is it? When I'm an old woman, I'll wear purple or some song. But she was like a real activist um female activist and so mm. i got invited on stage with a bunch of people um to share the lefties so it's like they took me into all these different realms and then they took me into the oracle deck realm yeah. and and then i started part of the whole uh, turning 40 and sharing was creating decks from all my art so i created a like a 80 card cat or cat fairy herbal mm -hmm. um, my lefties was my first one i did a zodiac goddess um deck as well because i had already done a book um and then what else oh yeah celtic tree oracle goddess deck um and then since then i've added on a spirit animal deck um beautiful yeah <laughs> But it started with the lefties. Yeah, the lefties. And as you were talking about your connection to art and being an artist and that creative channel and that beautiful, um, which I believe it, it comes from a spiritual place. And do you believe that introducing your left hand in your work really opened up this beautiful portal for you? And is that how you kind of connect to your creative muse? I, well, for me, I think the creative muse is always there. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think the, the lefty did open up that a portal into the more to, to sharing more psychically and to mm. sort of trusting more psychically and to sort of um, a way to really interact with people like in a experiential way which I had done a bit with my Zodiac Goddess deck. I had done some experiential group activities with that deck, but the lefties took it, I think, even further. And it took it much more personally, like in a soul reading kind of way where mm -hmm. it took people much deeper, even, um, yeah, much deeper. Beautiful. And you were talking about having a cat or ball Oracle deck. Yeah. Yeah. Where the did the inspiration one. come for that? The cat herbal. Uh, well, the herbals, I've, I've just always been into the uh, herbs. Of course, it's part of all the magical, mystical yeah. uh, that I think we're all into in this area. Um, so that was always a passion. And then I discovered when I moved here to California, um, I discovered Susan Weed who is just my absolute Hera in the healing world. Mm. And she's a, a founder of the wise woman tradition, which is people's medicine. Wow. And she works with common weeds, you know, nettles, comfrey, chickweed, um, weeds that you collect, St. John's, or she calls it St. Joan's wort. Um, so I studied with her and she's just been my go-to. So I studied with her and then she asked me to teach at her school, the wise oh, woman. Beautiful. Is I'm just checking my internet. 
Okay, are we still connected? We're still good. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I, I ended up teaching at her school, the Wise Women's School, it's all herbalism um, and all different kinds of healing modalities. Uh, so the cats, uh, well, I have like the fairies are coming next, next year. That'll be a 36 card deck. This year was the cat herbals. So I don't know, it just seemed natural to me to put the herbs with the cats. Mm. Um, because when I moved to... Uh, I lived in Laguna Beach when I moved here, um, and I did the big art festival, the Sawdust Art Festival. I did that for eight years, and um, I was like the cat lady and the mermaid lady. I <laughs> <laughs> love it. So mainly, I, I painted on silk at that time, oh, so cool. I, was, I was known as, like, those were my things. So I think I just, you know, expanded the cats into the working cats and herbs together into uh, my paintings but then I didn't uh, create the deck from it for another you know eight or nine or ten years so I had done all this artwork but I and I always worked in series so mm -hmm. if I was going to do herb paintings of herbs I wasn't going to do just one I was going to do like hundreds of them um same with everything I do it's always in series so then it turned out like in in 07 is when I created my first deck and it just was so easy because I already had all these series created that were already yeah. magical yeah. and and then I found um that group and I started to want to share and I so I just said I'm just going to turn all my artwork that fits into these decks and use that in my readings because Beautiful. that's really personal because mm, it's something that was coming from your creative muse and that connection that then you can translate into your own soul readings. Yeah. So it has a different potency, which is so yeah. beautiful. I love that. Yeah. Because there's that connection that you have to the decks. Yeah. And it was really before it was, they were, they were popular. It, yeah. Like seven, uh, even readings, like I started on Etsy with my readings, online readings. Um, it wasn't even really allowed at that point. So I was kind of like at the forefront of making, uh, allowing Etsy to even have readings on there. Wow. Um, so yeah, there were no readings at that time. That was not allowed. You had to have, you do still, I, I, I'm not sure now, but because I had like a, a product with it, like I would send them like a, a bookmark or something or, Anyway, so that's, I got, I did get started on Etsy with my readings online and that's uh, so cool. built it up that way. Yeah. How do you combine, so you'll have for your cat herbal deck, different herbs associated with different cats. Is that how it works? Yeah. I mean, I know we're not, you're not doing the video part, but, um, okay. oh, beautiful. yeah, so I just, I would, I would paint the herb really botanically correct. Wow. And, and then I would, you know, learn about the oh, herbs. really pretty. Is that chamomile? chamomile? Yeah. <laughs> and I would learn, you know, a little bit about the herb as far as like the magical, spiritual um, side That's of so it. so cool. And then I would pick based on the spiritual part of the herb i would maybe pick colors and then the the cat that would fit with the you know the feeling of the herb the magical part of the herb i would just paint that cat 
so yeah. Incredible. And my fairy herbal. So this one's not published yet, but um, it's the fairy herbal. And actually a lot of the fairies have like tiny little cats in them too. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a theme that, that continues on because cats are yeah. quite magical creatures. Yeah. Very psychic, very, very connected to, to Scorpio us. energy, right? So yeah. And Virgo too. And Virgo. Cats oh, are very Virgo. Yeah. So it's a beautiful oh, extension yeah. of you. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, beautiful. I'd love to circle back on um, your past life readings before we continue on because I'm just so curious how you create your past life readings. Have you have you discovered your own past lives and can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah. When I lived in Laguna, uh, um, that's the good part about living down here. <laughs> like there's like there's so many everywhere you turn, especially when I lived in Laguna, um, there's, you know, astrology groups, there's famous astrologers that would come and talk, mm -hmm. um, give, you know, classes and, um, and uh, uh, what was your, and now what's your question again about Past oh, lives, yeah, the past, the past life. Yeah, so then in Laguna, I found someone who did past life regressions. They had an mm -hmm. office space, and I went in and did the whole regression, um, which isn't, I, I don't do regressions that way. This was like one-on-one. -on -one. You're, you know, lying on a, like a massage table, and she's actually, she took me through where I would, you know, and I was doing most of the talking in that, where I was, mm -hmm. she was just kind of guiding me through the process of what I was seeing. So I did that and um, I was just so, it was really amazing. I was like an elf in a past life. Yes. <laughs> it's not surprising. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, there was an ogre in the forest and the ogre, I think, um, I killed me. I was really scared. And that, that's like, okay, there's a lesson, you know? <laughs> so it's like, uh, I didn't trust my intuition in that lifetime uh, and I was killed. And so, wow. And then in this lifetime, you are all about intuition. Your work <laughs> is about intuition. Your daily life is about intuition. It's, yeah. Empowering intuition. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that was my past life regression, but I always, I, and I always tell people this, like with the past life readings that, uh, whatever, if you have inklings about your own past mm -hmm. life, past life experiences, then that's like the most, really the mo most important thing, no matter what anyone else tells you. Yeah. Definitely. So, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I yeah, had a reading so, once um, yeah. where I was told that in a past life, I was a writer in like kind of like the 18th century or like late 1800s. And I've always been like into like kind of Victorian homes and all that. So it made sense to me. And I'm a, I'm a script writer now. Um, and I was never allowed to publish my work or finish my work and all that kind of stuff. And that really resonated with me because right now um, I'm really trying to own and embody the writer of myself because it yeah. feels like in the past I wasn't able to maybe being a woman or whatever the, 
the circumstances were at the time. So. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's the good part about past life readings. It's like, a, a, so I'll do a, the reading where it'll be like a story because mm -hmm. um, I only do these as audio recordings. Um, it just works best. So I'll tell the story of the past life. And then at the end, I'll sum up, you know, life lessons learned or not learned in that yeah. lifetime. And then I'll actually pull one of my cards and I'll bring forward who you were in that lifetime mm. to speak to the current you in this, in the present. Wow. Um, so that is interesting because then it's like the voice comes through. It's like who you were, their voice comes through and it says, Hey, you know, wow, you were doing really good. You know, I'm like, like, wow, you got it going on or something. Like they're not going to speak in that, that lingo, but it's very, it feels very personal. Mm. Um, so that part I really like. And then at the end, um, I'll look at the, the notes of uh, the sign and house. And I won't know that before because I don't like to know anything before. And I'll just see if it confirms what um, I was getting in the reading. And then I'll just end with uh, like an affirmation so beautiful so, so yeah. if someone um works with you in a past life reading you'll kind of do your own meditative connection to their energy and then do the story through that yeah yeah beautiful. yeah i'll be recording so i record the whole thing and then um send it as a, an mp3 but and often there's questions like they may want to know if there's someone they knew they know now that they knew then Oh um, yeah. yeah. That often they'll ask about that or ask about a specific person. Like if I can see that person in a past life. Um, I mean, they may ask even a question, um, which is fine. Uh, they may want about a place that they feel resonant with. Mm. So that those are, some of the questions some sometimes there's no questions they just want to see what 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 comes up yeah i feel like i would go yeah. that way just just and then do follow up yeah. questions maybe later on but to be like okay let's just see what happens and see what gets uncovered because it's just such a cool beautiful exploration yeah and i i did do some uh, ancestral lineage healing as well mm. some like recently with um, two different women. It was like a, a session um, similar to the past life regression where you do all the envisioning and they just mm -hmm. guide. So I did that through like back through my lines throughout history and you go way, way back. Like I went back to, you know, goddess times, like, cause you're looking for the a healthy, whole healthy ancestor that hasn't oh. been um you know doesn't have all of the maybe you know patriarchal sort of overtones yep. that is be before that time um so you go searching back for that in your lineage and to know that that's part of your lineage and that mm. you have that strength within you so yeah i did that work and that's a very specific um work like uh, 
there's training to do that specific work, ancestral lineage healing. That's a whole other training. And I was looking into that. I was like, because I really enjoyed the process. But then I had a dream where my, this is so weird, but um, my, my beautiful, I, I had a beautiful black dog, um, a big black dog, and she passed away last September. And um, she just came to me in the dream mm. and started speaking to me. And then she spoke and then she morphed into my, one of my best friends who's a channeler. And they said, no, don't, you, you are not to study that. Wow. Everything, all association with that. And I, because I felt like it was taking me into another system, whereas I already had built my own. that was completely like from within. Mm -hmm. And it's like learning someone else's system was, not going to be helpful or maybe even detrimental right to my system so because it's your own your own unique soul map that you kind of came here with and it's it would then be like bleeding into that which yeah yeah wasn't needed and so I was really grateful for that that dream um that my dog came through she's, she's such she's such a healing Dream work is so cool. And I think a lot of people um, sometimes are maybe confused by their dreams or don't know how to approach it. I had a dream oracle on the podcast previously, and we really dove into dreams and I took a session with her. Um, And it was all about, yeah, finding your own unique way of interpreting the dreams. And she taught us that um, we could ask a question before we fall asleep. And to allow the answer to come through in your sleep. And I thought that was such a cool way to start to uncover and and piece together that meaning. And it might, it's almost, and then when she said, um, when you woke up to write down your dreams, but also write down the feelings you had with it. Yeah, that's exactly what I tell people. And I actually, after every dream, I have a little F, which means feelings. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes it could be like a strange interpretation, but it's like where you, you get back to your emotional feelings with that, with that dream. And it can show you more than what maybe just the visual showed you. And then you can get your, your answer that way. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had, yeah. Have you ever had premonition dreams? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I get those occasionally, um, not, not that like, because I don't, I maybe only get one or two significant dreams a year. So I actually don't have any, um, so they're sort of rare, but yeah, I've had them where they've said something specific about someone, like maybe someone was lying to me, like, Mm. and I saw that the truth and it, it was the truth. So and do you also have guides that you work with? Yeah, yeah. I love, I, I love um, my guides. Um, I've had them for, God, I don't even know how long. Um, and, I, I, you know, I add a couple. Uh, that yeah. Some of them stick, some of them, some of them don't. So, and I feel like they're all connected with the elements. So earth, mm. fire, water, guides. Um, that I've worked with for a long time. So yeah, when I do my, uh, you know, moon practice, I'll 
that's when I'll spend a little time with my guides. And also, I mean, goddesses are guides and ancestors are guides. Yeah. So, I mean, the goddesses I work with every day, um, just, you know, when I'm walking or when the sun is setting, because I work with a couple Egyptian goddesses and oh, they're connected amazing. with the, the sun. And um, so that's sort of a daily uh, goddess. And those change, I mean, depending on yeah. whatever needs are, needs are need, need to be met at that time, you know, you work with them and then maybe you'll, another one, I, actually, and they do come in dreams now that I think um, one of them did come to me in a dream. And then I did a painting about that dream, which is, it's on my wall right now. It's like super weird, super weird painting. Amazing. <laughs> Yeah, this so far this year all my paintings have been goddess, fairy, alien paintings. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, those are series that I come that I've come back to because that's mm -hmm. those are ongoing series. But during COVID, I I and I have no choice over this. It was I was only painting cute little cats on wood, like little. Wow. It's <laughs> like sort of like little comfort nuggets. Yeah. That's all. I did for the entire year. Wow. I had them like really like at a super sort of low price um, just because the, you know, I was getting the flow was going people, they were, I'd post them and within like, you know, 20 minutes they would sell on Facebook because wow. they were so lovable and people were like, Oh, I just have to have that. And there's no price barrier. So. That's so beautiful. Yeah. I love that it was, it's almost kind of like using the energies of the times and like you were saying, like connecting with your creative muse and, and allowing it to come forward. And I can relate with that, with my writing, all, all, most of my script writing right now um, has a connection to aliens and I'm writing sci-fis, wow. which is so wild. I remember there was a really profound um, kind of message that came to me when I was at the Integratron, which is in Joshua Tree. Yes, I love it. Yes. So bring we, everyone there who visits. Oh, it's incredible. And I only went there once and we got in somehow. We didn't have tickets beforehand. They let a couple people in and we were the first, the top of the list to go in if they had cancellations or oh. no shows. And it was just like divinely guided. We were able to go in, me and two friends of mine. And at the time, all of my script work had been romances or dramas or things like that. And I was only like slightly developing this sci-fi idea. And then all of a sudden in yeah. this beautiful sound bath meditation, it was just like a distinct knowing. And all, all of a sudden it was just like, you, you have to work on this sci-fi script. You have to dive into the world of sci-fi. And yeah. it was like, you know, this message kind of from that. And I mean, the Integratron is known for hosting alien conventions and, and all of that kind of stuff in that area feels very much like that. And yeah. I've just been um, answering the call ever since. And then even this last year, like I just finished one of my scripts, um, which is a sci-fi based on communication with, with the alien world, which is so, so Great. wild. Yeah. 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 And aliens, fairies, I mean, I don't, right now I'm not really distinguishing. Yeah. So yeah. Beautiful. Goddess, and, well, goddess is a little bit, that's a 
different series, but I mean, they're yeah. really old. They are all, they all have connections. So leading into that, I would love to hear a little bit more about your specific rituals, because I know that you work with a lot of different tools and how that leads to your co-creation with the universe. Like let's say a ritual that you use um, or how any of us can develop rituals because I use rituals all the time, but when we're really trying to call something into our lives. Yeah. Well, I work, I mean, I've been doing moon classes and rituals Mm. forever. New moon, especially. I really like the new moon just for setting intentions. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you really want to focus and hone in on something to set that intention at the new moon and if, you know, the exact moment and even to like sort of center it in your third eye, your wow. Abdullah Oblongata. Um, and I, I use an exercise developed from Barbara Han Clow, who's one of my favorite astrologers. Um, she's sort of way quite out there. So yeah, the intention setting, which I haven't really been doing. Um, it's like when I'm, when I turn 50, it's like, I, it's like things really shift as you go through the ages and 40, which is so intense, 40 is so intense. Um, so much learning, so much, you know, Kundalini rising. Yeah. 50s have just felt like, I, I don't know, much, much more like I'm finally here in a way, sort of in, in a flow, sort of, yeah, like I'm not, like I'm really much more in it. Um, and I can really kind of trust it a lot more. Um, so I haven't really been doing a lot of the same work I was doing. Um, like I used to do intentions all the time but now it's more just like okay I just want to keep the flow going (laughs) do you think you've reached like a more of a state of embodying those things that you were trying to create before so it's it's more about um maintaining that vibration yeah yeah it's just it's because I have friends who are like my best friend here is a millennial and he's a, a an amazing genius astrologer and so we spend a lot of time together and so I kind of see you know going through the 30s and just how you you put so much pressure on yourself and you're like just not you know you is this is this for me I need to do more and more it's like Mm. there's a lot of pressure and I and so I see that and I just see 40s you know it's kind of amplifying you're going further and then, but then it feels like 50s things back off a little and you're more like able to be a little more kind of relaxed in yourself in a way, which is such a huge relief because it's yeah. so, you know, there's so much work. It's just like mountains and mountains. You're just climbing, climbing and climbing. So beautiful. I love that. Yeah. And I feel like we can really adopt that kind of ideology even in our younger years. And, you know, I always think of that state of surrender is really the best place for that creation, that co-creation with the universe is when we really surrender and allow, um, you know, spirit to bring us everything that is divinely timed. And it's, it's kind of trying, it's more so rituals to get your mind out of it. (laughs) 
and to allow. And that's what I, I try to do with my rituals, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Well, I have a, I'm the facilitator of a coven. Um, and that came out of years of training with um, shamanically. And so we kind of kept going and we formed a coven. So I'm like the facilitator because I'm Virgo. I'm very organized. I'm good at like organizing people. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, everyone, we're meeting now, this day, and uh, all that stuff. So that to me, I get to work in a group. And I, I find that as far as ritual, um, just again, the group energy is, it just strengthens, empowers everything. Yeah, I believe that as well. Yeah. Especially in-person group. There's this This is in person because yeah. we're all over. Really? That's <laughs> yeah, we're amazing. all over. All over, right? Most of us are in the States right now, but... Um, but then there's also phone rituals with my, this was my teacher who I still work with. And those, those phone rituals are from all over the world. So, and they're, at, you know, the so Sabbaths cool. and the, all that. So, yeah, I mean, I find ritual for me, uh, yeah, I do on my own. Um, but it's more powerful in a group. Amazing. You're probably um, my double Aquarius moon. <laughs> oh, you have an Aquarius moon? In the Aquarius house. <laughs> I mean, couldn't be more perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was reading your blog a little bit and you have this beautiful story, this fairy story. And I was wondering if you could share that fairy yeah. story with us. Yeah, the fairy story. Yeah, I just, and I just shared that one recently. Um, and that's when I first moved out here to uh, Temecula. Mm-hmm. And that's, I was spending all my time um, because I didn't have any internet at that time. I don't, we had no electricity. Um, We were, I think we had, you know, it was very sort of primitive when we came out here. It's in the country. Wow. Um, So I spent a lot of time drawing, you know, all the plants, all the birds, everything, and looking for the fairies. And, um, and so, yeah, I, I feel like there was sort of a, a fairy, indigenous, uh, Native American uh, woman who uh, came through, um, and it was, it was connected with this plant called the wild cucumber, mm-hmm. which is prevalent in the spring. And so, and I just felt it was actually really sad. Like, it was very... Um, sad story of connecting with her and what i found out afterwards was that the wild cucumber was used by the indigenous people as a like a suicide plant wow use i don't know if it's the seeds or the roots but um you know they could uh ingest those to end their life and um also the cute the wild cucumber pod reminds you like of a a heart it's got four chambers though so anyway that was really that was like a I think my strongest connection with one of the I don't know like I felt like the plant diva the plant fairy and then the indigenous woman were all sort of connected Mm. yeah so amazing so that's yeah that's a sad story but I did learn about the 
that way about this wild cucumber and definitely don't go eating the seeds. Yeah. And oh, think oh, cucumber, I'll just eat the seeds. And that's when you first moved to um, Temecula. Yeah. So I'd love to hear a little yeah. bit about the energy of that space for you. And cause yeah. I know that you were saying your husband's an architect. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Beautiful. So yeah. I would love to hear a little bit more about the energetics of the place that you're in right now. And yeah. it's the rural part. It's all like five, 10, 40 acre properties. Wow. Um, I'm just looking at my internet connection. Okay, it's back. Um, so yeah, so it's definitely not the city. It's 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 totally different in the countryside. It's old oaks, like giant, giant old California oaks, mm-hmm. which are really oh, they're so magical. Um, and those, I think, are the it's kind of the best part of of the the valley out here. Um, there's also what's really cute is like there's an actual elfin forest is what it's called an elfin forest. Really, and it was an elfin forest, and you like that when you see the fires burning the chaparral. That's the elfin forest they're burning because it's it's it doesn't ever get that tall, like not not much above your head, but it's that really chaparral, that real high burning uh, fuel. It's the wood is is. Um, because it can withstand, you know, 115 degrees out here, which is a little extreme, wow. but it, mm-hmm. it live in those conditions. Um, so yeah, the elephant forest is like, is really magical too. Um, so yeah, and I did actually, I did do a little um, slideshow where I did my whole sort of spiritual, there's a little spiritual walk I take and I met a friend, um, we were both at a bookstore and I'm wearing, uh, Mal- uh, what was it? Um, it's not Malachite, it's that green sort of stone from another planet, like we came from another planet. What's it called now? Mm. It's, um, I was wearing that particular green stone, which is like a meteor stone. And he saw it, he came over and I had put out an intention. That's when I was doing intentions. It was the Leo new moon. I put the intention. I really wanted to do a video because I hadn't, this was kind of a long time ago. And so it turns out he's like a video guy and he ended up moving into onto our property and (laughs) becoming a good friend. And he leads like herb tours and crystal tours. And he was seeing like, elves and aliens on our property and all this cool stuff Um, so (laughs) anyways i met him through that stone and we created a video of me taking one of these sacred nature walks so i go to these this this beautiful sort of middle of nowhere um you know i have my trees my you know trees that i hug that i meditate under and then there's a cave and we go into the cave and I did a whole like crystal soul reading. I mean, he photographed amazing. Like there's this one shot where he had given me a giant piece of selenite and there was a light coming right through the, this cave right onto that. So it was like glowing, like a light, like it was literally a light. 
And that was just, <laughs> that was in this um, slideshow, which um, he shot for me. And then we, there's a singing rock where I do some toning. Mm. Um, and, and what else? There's sort of a wildflower walk along there. Oh, and so that, I do that like walk at the spring and then I connect with all those different little places, my rocks and my, those trees and, and sort of, you know, doing the toning to connect with the, um, you know, the spirits of the air. And so it's all that it's like just surrounded by nature out here. Oh, so beautiful. What, what called you to this area? To this particular area? Um, well, we were in Laguna Beach mm -hmm. and my husband being an architect, his creativity is building. Mm -hmm. he looked he did like a hundred mile radius from Laguna which is where his clients were and he just drove that hundred mile radius looking for land wow so, <laughs> so that's he found this property which had like nine giant old oaks it had like a seasonal seasonal creek which you know very maybe seasonal out here would mean you get it flowing maybe once or twice a year so it's yeah it's not water but it's an underground sort of creek so yeah he found that's how he found this property where we are right now um and it didn't have any building restrictions so he's been able to just he's always building like he oh, just loves to build and he so loves good. frank lloyd wright sort of aesthetic where it's yeah. like you don't mess with the land you work with oh. land yes so you don't like you don't um you know flatten the land he did like he went um because you need like really deep uh foundation here because of earthquakes so he, it took forever but he put you know um his foundation into the land rather than flattening which is what most people would have done so now it's like if there's any earthquakes any even like the slightest tremor you feel it in the house like you feel everything. <laughs> wow. So, and he did a beautiful, like every room is a different height and it's like flat roof. So it's kind of like an Adobe style. Looking oh, I love home. That. We built all the windows out of wood and we like distressed them and stained them ourselves. And it's just, yeah. So it's pretty cool. They so kind magical. Of in the back of this we're on video right now but there's like three little upper i see that it's so cool way up there that's very tall that room is that that particular room is very very tall and the rest are all different heights so so yeah. beautiful so i love fun. that he's very creative and also it's he's another reason why i became a psychic really he's a triple scorpio and he is so tuned in and he just said, you know, you've got to just trust your intuition. And huh. so I just ran with that. That's <laughs> beautiful union and you speaking about building, you know, the home and the land. It just gets my Taurus North node so excited. That's what I want to do. But yeah. um, I feel like we have this connection because I've spent the last several months in the Thousand Island area. Yeah. And that's where you have a, a cabin. And I think that's such a, I mean, when I kind of realized that about us, um, my desire and love to be in California and then also spending, and it's only because of my boyfriend, his whole family 
and back many generations because he's Irish and that whole area, you know, has a lot of Irish mm-hmm. people and his family has been there for several generations and he grew up in that area. So I've really grown to love it. And it's so such a special, magical place. Yeah. Can you yeah. share some of your um, experiences and, and your connection to that area? Yeah. Well, being from Kingston, it's right next to the yeah. Thousand Islands. So for me, that's where my heart is. Mm. Um, that's where I, my goal in life was just to live like on the water there. Yeah. And so we are um, able to do that. I mean, we are building it ourselves at like everything we've done. We just build it ourselves. And um, we're kind of in the middle of that right now. <laughs> so um, yeah, that area, it's just, it's also, it's in the Frontenac Arch Biosphere region, which is this incredible magical region if you read about it. Um, and I just really want to, I just want to do something to, you know, help protect the water because I just feel like it's, that's the thing that's endangered, you know, oh, is the water. That is so beautiful. I had a, um, a beautiful guest on talking about water conservation and the magic of water. I did a whole episode on water and it's always been such a strong interest of mine you know, I spent many years in the sustainability world and that's a huge passion for me. So like I was saying in the beginning, getting spring water um, yeah. and really working towards that is a huge, yeah. huge thing for me. And the waters there are really, really special. Yeah, there is an organization, um, the Frontenac Arch Biosphere. I, I, I don't know their full name, but um, it's like, I know FAB is in the title. because Yeah. The- the lingo, but yeah, I was, I, I want to do more with them. I actually, they had an auction where I did, um, I had my deck. That was my spirit. Oh, animal yeah. deck. So that was part of their, um, auction. And then a lot of the animals in here, I think are kind of from that, like the heron, the blue, great blue heron, which I, have you seen them? There's, I mean, that's just a little, Oh, I haven't like a seen them yet. Spirit. He's the great blue herring. But yeah, there's one that, um, like our, our cottage uh, at sunset, I'll be, I'll have my Native American flute. I'll be playing it as the sun's setting. And then this mm-hmm. giant primeval bird, which is a blue heron, will come, come by right at that time, right at sunset. And it's yeah. just like this incredible, ah, sort of magical nature moment that's, yeah. That's so amazing. I will have to meet up when you're there. Yeah, yeah, that would be really fun. Because I'm, I spend a lot of time there and I'm going to be going back to Chafee's Lock quite yeah. soon. And I love Chafee's Lock and that's right it's, by. Yeah, it's, it's so cool. Like, you can tour, there's like a little tour through there. And I think there's yeah. even like a little art gallery mm-hmm. in the back of Chafee's Lock, isn't it? Um, I'm not sure. I haven't seen it but there might be but a lot of stuff was closed down this year like the epinacon oh yeah yeah Yeah, it would have been closed yeah yeah i know i was gonna wear my epinacon shirt but i just (laughs) i just love that there's that we have this connection because it seems so synchronistic to me 
Yeah, it's unusual, really, because who, yeah. who else really knows Chafee's Lock is like in California anyway. <laughs> I know. And like, I never heard of it before um, meeting my boyfriend. And that happened at the end of last year. So I've never been to that area. I just, yeah. So it was really, I feel like I've been called to that area now. And even now, like sometimes we're looking at property around and like, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, kind of wanting to do what you're doing, which is basically have a place there and then oh. have a place in California. Cause he's also yeah. an actor and we're in that world. So. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I'm like, you're such an expander for me. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> That's good. Glad yeah. You. Yeah. I just love it there. Just the, the, I like what I can see water, like otters playing at dusk yeah. in the water. Just, I mean, and otters are the most fun creatures to watch mm -hmm. and then you know spring tree spring tree frogs um the trilliums yeah that i haven't been back because uh, i couldn't get back last yeah. year and this year it's on lockdown still it so is. yeah um i can go back because i'm canadian but my husband can't uh go back so yeah, I just, <laughs> I'm really looking forward because I just have like, it's like, I just feel like I really belong there. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. Like I, I meet a lot of people there that I really connect with um, just sort of instantly in a way. Yeah. I, I've met some yeah, people in the community. Like, yeah. It was in Kingston, I guess, but, or maybe yeah, the area. It's kind of like going to Portland. Have you ever been to Portland? I haven't, no. Yeah, I, when I went there, I felt like I, I sort of had instant friends, mm -hmm. even maybe I just met them for a few minutes. There's yeah. like this whole sort of vibe happening there that was really, I felt really an affinity with. And also yeah. Berkeley, in the Berkeley area. Oh, yeah, yeah. I definitely want to check out Portland. There's still so much of, of America and Canada that I want to explore. And I was doing yeah. a, a bunch of it beforehand. I've been to, yeah, Joshua, California, Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado, Utah, all throughout there. And it's just so magical. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to share before I get into kind of my final, my final little cosmic ping game on the podcast? <laughs> No, I can't think of anything else. Okay, beautiful. We've we've discussed so many beautiful things today, and I'm so excited for people to dive into this into this podcast. But I love to do this little game, and it's called Cosmic Pings, and it's whatever kind of comes to your mind first when I ask you these questions. Okay, kind of like a quick answer. Right, right. Calls to you. Okay. okay. Um, a place in the world you have yet to visit that calls to you. Iceland. Ooh, ooh. Mm -hmm. The trolls and the all the gnomes and there's a lot of fairy energy there. Mm. Yeah, there really is. So beautiful. Um, your favorite herb? Comfrey just comes to mind because I'm working with that right now, um, doing some healing mm. for a friend, and I can I just see how it it's helping it's really like as a poultice it's really helping 
And also I make it as a infusion, which I drink. And, oh, I also have comfrey oil as well, which I haven't really tested out yet. So, and also I'm sending comfrey to a client because they won one of my cat herb giveaways. (laughs) I love it. Amazing. (laughs) A crystal that you love to work with. Uh, This one right here, which I brought with me. It's my pink uh, rose quartz spear that once I... Flying with this though, they they were like, "What is this? Um, I don't know if we're gonna allow this on the plane. It could be used like a baseball. Do it hurt someone?" And so, but I got it on the plane, and I got to keep it. So, <laughs> not not too fun. Yeah, uh, the moon phase that you love the most. The new moon, I I. I I love the energy of new the new I'm Aries rising so of course I have to yeah. <laughs> it's the start of the entire your month. Oh, oh yeah, so beautiful. Uh, the universe is. The universe is. Galactic. Such a good word. <laughs> I know, I love that word. It's so good. And love is. Love is. Love is pink and green. Mm. Colors of the heart chakra. <laughs> yeah, so beautiful. Oh, thank you so much. This has been such an expansive conversation. I, I feel like very energized after oh, conversation and I can feel your energy oh, over the too. screen. It's just, it's so beautiful to connect with you. Where can people find you if they want to purchase one of your Oracle decks or yeah. get a reading and all of that kind of stuff? Um, kathycrab.com. So Kathy with a K and crab is c-r-a-b-b-e dot com beautiful and i'll have all of that linked below okay awesome so beautiful thank you yeah thank you so much anna